of another Wealth Coffee Chat. Good to see a few of you guys on nice and early. Good morning, Alison, Kevin, good evening. Linda, Donna, James, Chris, James, all the way from the Tablelands. There you go, up in the Tablelands. Atherton, Tablelands, James, Atherton. I'm a, uh, a semi-local to the north. Uh, I was born and uh, grew up in Charters Towers. Well, half half my life, well, half my school life in Charters Towers and half my school life in a little place called Pentland. I don't know if anyone knows Pentland. If you don't, that's understandable. It was probably, it was less than 200 people on a good day <laughs> in the town. Anyway, good morning, everyone. Good to see all of you guys on this morning. Uh, while things get a little warmed up when it comes to People jumping on. I'll do the quick intros. Most of you know this. Jason Witten's my name. We've been doing some um, some property investing for uh, over 22 years myself, coaching property investors uh, coming up to 20 years through uh, a business that Sam, my wife and partner, business partner Shay and myself started 20 years ago called Positive Real Estate. and. Um, yeah, along the way, we've learned a few things. As you guys might know, and if you don't, if you don't know, and if you're brand new, well, give us a shout out, say hello in the chat. Uh, let us know where you're coming in from, what you're up to. And um, yeah, great to have you along and on this morning. Ingrid, good morning to you. Kelly, Jeff, howdy, folks. Good to see you. Good to see you, all of you. Um, someone's checking out their new builds in the high country today. Well, awesome stuff, awesome job. Hey, plenty on, plenty going on out there in the world of property investing, and today I thought we'd talk about um, the idea of what's going on with work from home. Let check. Let me know in the chat. Hey, Michael, how are you, mate? Let me know in the chat. Does anyone work from home? Is anyone a uh, a work from home worker? Maybe one day a week, two days a week, five days a week. You know, um, put it in the chat for me. How many days a week do you work from home? Uh, some of you guys might do none. Uh, that's me, Michael. Yeah, I was just thinking that actually, Michael. Yep, uh, I work from home at least three to four days a week. Uh, I could probably work from home pretty well my whole life. I, I usually get... Uh, get. <laughs> yeah, Jeff, I reckon. I reckon. Um, yeah, I reckon it counts for the moment anyway, Jeff. There you go. Full-time at home, full-time at home. Yeah, five days a week. You know, it's an interesting thing, right? So this structural change, uh, this conversation has been coming for a long time, right? You know, hey, you know, the world should be able to work from wherever and connect connectivity and and uh, there you go, four days a week. That's awesome, Melinda. You know, and uh, it's it's brought about. Well, I mean, before COVID, BC before COVID crew uh you know it wasn't that popular it wasn't it wasn't something that most people did or had access to or could even think about there was like you know <laughs> kevin's like i don't want to work from home <laughs> well this is what i was going to ask this is what i was going to say kevin um for some of us it's like wow this is amazing and for some of us we we say oh that's the worst thing i could think of right the worst thing i could think of um, and depending on how your home is set up. And that's part of my conversation today is as investors, property investors, what does it look like for you and, um, you know, let's say 
your properties, uh, can your properties take advantage of, can they take advantage of some of these things uh, that, uh, you know, work from home brings and gives for people, et cetera? So uh, that was kind of the question because there's a few who do work from home. Throughout COVID, though, um, you know, the CBDs have had a bit of a rough time of it. And in, in if you used to work in a, in a CBD, you know, um, the, uh, the conversation, uh, yep, yeah, there you go, two days from home. It, it, it's, it's very, very common now. And uh, there's a structural shift, you know, according to, you know, uh, a few studies being done right now. Now, in the world of, um, you know, the commercial world, going back to work, what's going to happen to our CBDs, especially our office blocks, our office towers, etc. cetera, um, um, what's going to happen? What is the big question that might happen for all of us in the world of working from home and or are our CBDs, are our cities going to kick back to life and, uh, you know, and provide that, economic hum that that used to be there so you know for you and i as property investors let's think about what this looks like and maybe how we can take advantage of it or um you know understand it so we uh we can make sure we uh maybe weave in that capacity if we want to as part of our you know investing structure when it comes to our properties and bits and pieces so a bit of a forecast of you know, hey, less people going back to the office um, in the world of in the world of CBDs. But my question to you guys is, you know, uh, just working from home. What what's something else that happened? What's something else that happened in the world of working from home in COVID? Something that happened. Not only people said, oh, I'm going to stay, I'm going to have to work from home, but what's another thing that people did instead of working from home locally, did, did they crack, did they break through another barrier? I'm trying to ask, yeah, I'm trying to ask a question without giving the answer away. <laughs> but anyway, what else happened? People said, oh, I'll just go home and work. Or, but what did, what did people say? I might do something else. Um, I might go somewhere else. People changed jobs, yes, Treen. Um, uh, I'm asking the question, <laughs> people got fat. <laughs> uh, that may be true, Alison, may be true. Too easy to get a snack from the fridge, huh? Too easy to get a snack from the fridge. Uber, Uber Eats absolutely blew up. I mean, I don't know how many. We're, we're still in a habit of uh, using um, using Uber Eats. Side hustles for sure. But Sharon, Sharon, you nailed it. People left the cities or more um, accurately, Sharon, people a lot of people changed. Um, uh, a lot of people changed cities. So let's have a look at this. Let's have a little. I was. I, I should have. Um, yeah, they all moved to Queensland. Boom, Donna. I should have asked. Where do you think they all moved? Check this out, folks. This was to the end of December 2021. All right, uh, for all of us um, of just recent times, and um, you know, New South Wales. And Victoria uh, lost a fair few people. They, they, uh, they, this was the interstate migration. Many, yeah, lifestyle changes, Joel, for sure. People uh, decided to sort of go to the fringes of cities. It was very interesting. Um, very interesting. 
a lot of Victorians said this is a, this was actually quite an interesting one. Uh, I, I should have kept the, the study on this one, but a lot of the a lot of the Victorians went to country Victoria. A lot of New South Welsh Welshies went to Queensland. <laughs> That's kind of on on average. So you know, if you add these two numbers to, numbers together, that gets pretty close to that fifty thousand. So you know, a lot of people went from there to there, folks. Uh, Northern Territory, ACT, and Tassie lost a bit of uh, lost a bit of peoples. The net inflow, the net inflow. Um, there, there you go. Yeah, and and that's true, Belinda, isn't it? I don't think they could they would let people out, Belinda. Though that I think that was it. If the if the borders were open, if you could get out of Victoria, I reckon a lot more would have left. You know, you never know. Um, but so it's interesting. So you know, uh, where did they go? And can you? And the question really about this is, um, did they change jobs? Right. So so did they change jobs? Because I know, I know a lot. Uh, I know a lot of people, including people uh, in my business, that kept the same job. I, I've had at least 10 people in my business move state completely because they were able to work from home, because, yep, um, because they were able to work from home, and they moved state, okay? And um, they moved state. And, and and they were all from either Sydney or Melbourne folks for me, and this is a, just an interesting conversation. They all moved state. They all moved to Queensland. And what was the net result? What happened, um, which I don't think, um, um, yep, some some adapted their jobs to work from home. And I reckon, Karine, I reckon it's, it's a conversation in this space for sure. There's certain jobs and roles that, that could easily integrate work from home or you know, travel, FIFO. I know a lot of people who move to the Gold Coast uh, and they they work um, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in Sydney and they work from home uh, Monday and uh, Monday, back to that, Monday and, and Friday. And if you look at that, you've got like a four days at home and three days away and you only kind of, you know, one night, two nights away, and you're three days. So it's pretty interesting. Yeah, demand in regional areas went through there. If you're dead right, Trina, you're dead right. The regionals were a bit closer. So the the conversation, what I saw in this transformation, folks, um, which will get to a point here for for us as property investors, so stick with it, um, you know, is that within sort of two hours of – of the cities became super valuable, massively valuable. Uh, and uh, it didn't necessarily mean geography in a car. So in a car, if you could fly down, if you could if you could catch the 7 o'clock flight in the Gold Coast and you can be in Sydney by 9 o'clock for your first meeting, that's not a bad outcome. That's not a bad outcome. And I know a lot of people doing it. So, you know, what does that mean for us and the future? Um, as we look to as we look to things, infrastructure. What sort of infrastructure uh, is going to be important as we rebuild this, you know, this world, this post-COVID process? Uh, what sort of infrastructure when it comes to our properties, our houses, um, and you know, what does a house need to contain? 
And what does it need to be near? You know, what infrastructure does it need to be near, okay, for this to work? FIFO, exactly, Chris. You know, the, the, the mining community has been doing this for decades, right? You know, you can live anywhere in the world almost as long as you can fly to and from work. Uh, I know a lot of people who uh, lived in Bali. Uh, my brother was one of them um, who entertained the idea of moving to Bali from Western Australia because it was close and had some lifestyle arbitrage, okay? So it doesn't surprise me when you look at this this graph here, this stat here, it doesn't surprise me, and it probably shouldn't surprise you either, that, you know, Brisbane with 50,000 people, 50,000 people coming along, you know, um, had some pretty significant growth uh, over and above percentage-wise over and above the rest of the country as well. Um, so, well, I mean the major capital cities. Anyway, major ones, which is Melbourne and Sydney, which we're, we're comparing it to, to be honest. Um, what was another reason? Chuck this in the chat. What was another reason um, or um, what's another significant benefit of moving cities and slash states often, change cities for working, if you can still transfer one of your jobs or your working conditions to another city, what's another significant um, upshot of moving city? So what happened for people if when they lived in Melbourne or Sydney and they moved, let's say, to Brisbane? Just use, just let's use, use that analogy. And it could be the same for regional, where Trina was saying, hey, I used to live in the city, and now I'm going to live in regional somewhere. Um, what else did, what, what else happened? for many of these people. Cost of rent and housing, boom, Alison. So let's have a look at that. If you look at that, even now, even today, after all of this growth, you know, there are significant cities. Property can be cheaper, Belinda. Yep, there are significant cities that have some significant differences between, you know, these other places. So right now, you know, you look at Sydney, is you know 1.3 million median value, you know Melbourne still under a mil median value. Uh, Brizzy certainly has had a, a good bump. I mean Brisbane used to be 600 folks um, only two or three years ago, but you have a look at these other cities right now. Um, Adelaide has had a decent bump, and that's pretty expensive for Adelaide. And let's face it, folks, Hobart. I still don't understand Hobart. I don't know where the money comes from. It must it must come from bloody Melbourne. <laughs> you know, Darwin uh, is low and Canberra. All right, so, you know, which one of those? Tell me right there in that chart, ladies and gents. Ladies and gents, let's have a look at this. And, and this is kind of a pretty interesting conversation, actually, to, to go on. Price point for sure, Joel. Um, which one of those places right now would you be having a little look at? And uh, I'm probably giving giving the answer away. There's a couple of there's a couple of places that I still think have got plenty of legs. That's for sure. So you know, let's have a look. Let me ask this question: Where are the highest incomes in Australia, folks? Where's what what city has the highest incomes? Average highest average income in Australia. Um, put that one in the chat for me if you like. I can tell you where it is. The highest income in Australia is in Canberra. 
Canberra. Yep, yeah, boom. Joel, where's the next? Where's the next highest income, folks? Where's the income after that? So which city after that has the next highest median income of Australia? Now you got it. Katrine, that's the highest income for sure. Let's have a look. If anyone can get this one after Canberra, not Melbourne, Joel, not Melbourne, not Melbourne. It's Perth, folks. It's Perth. It's WA. So check this out, right? Check this out. You've got the lowest house price, uh, you know, almost the lowest uh, apartment price, which should be, which, you know, can't. Don't worry about Darwin anyway. You don't want to invest in Darwin, let's face it. Um, uh, it's got probably the highest average yield at the moment. So here's my call, uh, and we're sniffing around over there to get a piece of the Perth action right now. So if you're in our mentoring program, um, some awesome deals going to be coming your way. Certainly for me, for you, that should be on the radar. So, you know, for us right now, really, you've got the ones that are still within reach, certainly over here for Melbourne um, and Brizzy. Certainly Brisbane houses, you want a piece of that action, maybe even Melbourne if you get it right. I think Perth's going to come come to fruition. And, you know, Canberra's, Canberra's uh, dashed off. There's a couple of deals in Canberra that is worth, that are worth doing. But, you know, folks, if you're going to be buying in these regions as well, you know, what does it look like when it attracts people and they can work from home? Um, it's probably part of the circle round for the conversation today is like, you know, what infrastructure do you need in that house? You need, you know, an extra bedroom, um, you know, the, the three bedrooms and the four bedrooms uh, rather than the one and the twos may be attractive depending on what's going on. Anyway, hopefully that made sense. You know, we have had a pretty significant population change uh, that's changing because of working from home and other lifestyle and what we what, what you would call life arbitrage maneuvers, wanting to get a better lifestyle, bang for your buck. Um, and, you know, where's that going to happen? Extra car spot for sure, Joel. You know, close to the airport. You know, a lot of people think that an airport, a noisy airport's like, oh, a terrible place to invest. I can tell you. I know a lot of people who like the idea of living close to the airport so they can even walk across the road. I know people who like to live down uh, the bottom of the Gold Coast. You can literally walk across the road to the airport. Um, they don't care about the noise. They've got soundproof glass and a, and a view of the ocean. Uh, there you go. Anyway, all right. Hopefully that made sense this morning. What's going on? People are shifting around Australia. How can we be part of the action? Because populations do push prices along. Um, and, you know, where is it worth having a, a sticky beak and a look? There's some value um, buying um, around as we go along. Yeah, Alison. And I like this, I like the smell of um, aviation um, fuel as well, Alison. But don't tell anyone. That's a bit weird, isn't it? <laughs> uh, don't want to sniff that for too much. I'd end up with some brain damage. Anyway, maybe it's already occurred. Um, but anyway, that's it. Done and dusted. Over and out. Uh, wealth Coffee Chat. Done. Uh, Andy Fenton and I are going to hang out this evening for uh, a little wine and wisdom. So join us along for that one as well. We're going to sort of debrief the week, see what's going on. Another uh, another cash rate rise of recent times. Well, you know, that's just, we knew that was coming. Uh, we have a guest next week, folks, not this week, but uh, come along this week anyway. We'd love to see you and, um, and uh, hang out and talk a little bit more in depth about what's going on 
out there in the market. So there you go. Um, <laughs> Belinda, I'm glad I wasn't the only one. <laughs> uh, all right, team. Good to, good to see you. Thanks for joining me. Uh, another Wealth Coffee chat done and dusted. And um, you guys be good, be well, wherever you are. See you tonight. Or if not, see you tomorrow for another, no, not tomorrow, next week because it's the weekend for another Wealth Coffee chat. Bye, team. Take care. Bye-bye.